0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Sam Quattro, Hey. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Today, uh, Michelle, Sam, Alex and I are continuing our BoJack Horseman Season 4 coverage, uh, t- this time discussing Time's Arrow, Episode 11. Uh, we've discussed the previous ten episodes uh, at OverlyAnimated.com. Subscribe to us by searching for "Overly Animated Bojack Horseman Podcast," and you'll find our Bojack-specific feed there. Um, as I've learned, we are the only one going through every episode, so you are this is this is wow. your choice for Bojack Ooh. podcast. But today we're getting to the big one: Time's Arrow. Uh, episode 11 and soon we'll be finishing our coverage um, spoilers for Time's Zero and episodes before. I also want to note minor spoilers for the finale. Um, there's not really any way to avoid getting into that. I'm going to so I'm going to preemptively give a finale spoiler warning. It's not that it's not that important. Just one small plot point. Um, uh, but you could watch the finale before listening to this. I assume most people have seen the season by now. Anyway, um, getting into this episode and check us out at overlyanimated.com. So, uh, time zero, this is the, uh, Beatrice, uh, dementia flashback type episode. Um, one of the most prominent of the season, I would say. Uh, Michelle, what are your overall thoughts on this one?
1: Oh, man, this is such an episode. It's... I mean, it explains a lot, (laughs) a lot about Beatrice. And some of that we'd already gotten in season, in episode two of the season. But like, this pretty much fleshes out the rest of like, what her life has been or like what like the the most concerning and like high points and low points of her life has been and it's just really heartbreaking and it still doesn't make like her behavior okay but at least it's like much more understandable now like where she's coming from and there's just a lot going on but it's like it's a it's a quality episode it's just like also makes your heart hurt a lot to watch it
0: yeah so every other bojack horseman episode
1: this one in particular, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There were like maybe four that really stuck out to me in terms of like feelzy, and this is definitely one of them. Okay,
0: yeah, that'll be our end of season podcast top five saddest BoJack season four episodes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this will be this will be on there, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Sam, uh, what are your thoughts on this episode?
2: Uh, best episode of the season, uh, possibly one of the best of the series itself. Uh, I don't know. I really liked how it sort of delved into, like, exploring how to visually tell the story of somebody who is, like, losing her memories and losing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, everything she knew, especially with um, Henrietta being just, you know, a scribble face and uh, her mother, Honey, just, like, being a shadow in the corner and just, like, crazy, like, flashes, you know, her toy standing on fire, and, you know, vacant rooms, and just, like, it's insane, and it's great. And it just, like, it goes just so many places during, like, what, the 30-minute time period. And it's just, it's amazing. And I never really thought that we would have, like, a full-on episode about Bojack's mom, and basically, you know, her origin story about, like, you know, what made her her. Mm-hmm. and we did and it was fucking amazing it was great you know so yeah best episode of the season
0: okay yeah uh i've season comparisons invited let's table the uh previous uh bojack episode comparisons till the end i think um yeah the good thoughts there sam alex uh what do you think of this episode
3: yeah, I was impressed too by just the entire thing. Beatrice, even entering the season, she was already a, a favorite whenever she appeared. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I left her off my minor characters list to fit Vincent Adultman in. I really regret that <laughs> Mistake, now. Mistake. Oh, mistake. It's
1: understandable though. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but but yeah, like this season has done wonders for for Beatrice's character just fully explaining uh, how she's gotten to be the person she she is today. And it, it's interesting that this episode, while on its own, probably has a strong effect, but it it works perfectly as a complement to the old Sugarman place. I think both both episodes are improved having each uh, other in existence as context. And uh, like Sam said, it's just it's very vi- visually stunning. Just like the the things they do, like even in the background, you have like the blurry pictures switching. You have a, like glitchy entrances of characters. Just the, the way they represent the the mental illness is just it's very it, interesting from the get go. Just from the very beginning, where you see the uh, uh, child Beatrice just in a white void. Like uh, it, it's 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 eye catching from beginning to end, and
0: uh, it, <laughs> it it does a lot. It does a lot, Alex. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Hashtag. That's, it does a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> their view.
0: Yeah, um, gonna echo a lot of uh, what was said here. Um, I think this is just a truly stunning episode of television and one of the most prominent episodes of animation of the year. Um, it's incredibly affecting uh, in in a variety of levels. I think it just it functions at least in terms at first in terms of season four of BoJack. Uh, it functions as a great finale type episode to the season, even if it's not even related to uh, our story points that we're talking about. And it's not the actual finale, you know, the BoJack episodes, this is the one before Always the prominent one. And this is a uh, conclusion to this Beatrice arc. It's, it's really satisfying in context of everything Beatrice has been doing this season, um, to get answers. And, uh, they make for really cathartic moments within the episode. I might argue that it somewhat weakens the rest of the season to just leave it all until now. Um, but at the very least, it's, it's, it really works here. Uh, at least in terms of narrative, this is, uh, incredibly, an incredibly creative kind of non-linear, uh, flashback narrative intersecting with um, the present, and it's it's done to great effect to build up to these big moments at the end of the episode um, that reveal all of Beatrice's past, that explain a lot of her behaviors in the present. Um, ar- Animation-wise, artistically, it's uh, it makes some really interesting uh, decisions, and um, much like episode two, it's, it's kind of forerunner. Uh, just, uh, is, is, is kind of stunningly animated and, um, done in such a way that reflects the narrative of the episode and helps to tell the story. Um, something that I always find incredible on any animation animated show we talk about and, um, Bojack, the season has really stepped up there. It, it, it's it, uh, if nothing else, stepped up on an artistic level between this and episode two. I think are are two of the, the best episodes artistically of the series, and um, just the the animation, the transitions um, from the uh, really prominent effect of um, seeing Henrietta with her face scratched out in the beginning, um, and it's all to kind of tell this narrative of um, what's going through Beatrice's mind, kind of just just using animation to visually demonstrate dementia and like what what she's been thinking this entire time uh it's it's done to incredible effect um and uh it's it's it, like it unobtrusively intersects with these flashbacks we're having they're one in the same it's not like even overused it's done very carefully uh it's it, oh yeah just overall it uh it, it's just a really stunning piece of media um i think it's easily one of the best of the year here and i'm i'm pretty in all of it so um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know where to to begin here. I think this is maybe not an easy episode to dive into the specifics of. Um, for me, I think the most prominent thing is just kind of this last three or four minute sequence at the end of the episode um, when we get the uh, everything kind of from Beatrice talking to Henrietta when she's pregnant um, onward. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get uh, like the, the intersecting of the births of. Um, of her and the flashback, we see the uh, the doll being thrown into the fire um, and then the ending with uh, her finally recognizing Bojack in the present. Um, Michelle, what do you, what do you think, like, I don't know, maybe like emotionally, do you agree that it's kind of a pretty incredibly emotionally effective ending to the episode?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, especially when she's talking to Henrietta and she's just like, don't, don't, like, do what I did, like. I think I ruined my life and I don't want that for you. And the fact that she, she takes away the kid and it like, in a way it is like really awful though, because it should be Henrietta's choice, but like, it's just, oh man. And then I don't know. I, I honestly also thought it was pretty great that the end of the day, like Bojack was willing to lie to her to make her feel better, which isn't something he's really done much the entire season. Yeah. And he doesn't really know what's going on because he's not watching these flashbacks with us. So it's just I don't know. It was really like it hit me pretty hard, though, like that combination of
2: things at the end of the episode, for sure.
0: Yeah. What's your take on the ending, Sam? I
2: don't know. Yeah, um, it is pretty interesting how Bojack sort of, uh, you know, has at least some like modicum of, I guess, kindness or like sympathy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, lied to his mother saying, you know, oh, we're uh, listening to your brother play play piano and we're eating ice cream on the uh, back porch, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Especially considering, like, how much he hated his mother and how much, you know, she really, like, messed up his life, like, growing up. But for me, like, that wasn't, like, the super emotionally impactful part of the episode, I guess. I don't know, while while it was, like, emotionally impactful, and while, you know, the whole, like, scene, you know, in, like, Henry his kitchen, uh, with Beatrice, you know, telling her to give up the baby for adoption, and the whole, like, you know, com- contrasting births, etc., while that was, like, pretty, you know, heavy and, like, pretty, like, oh, the emotion that's happening right now, uh, that isn't, like, really, I don't know, I feel like it was, like, very heavy-handed, and, like, there was, like, so much happening. Mm-hmm. Then it was kind of, like, hard to, like, breathe and hard to, like, you know, sit down and, like, take in what was all happening. That mm-hmm. you have to, like, watch the episode over and over again to, like, really feel, like, each beat of the scene of all the cuts of, like, you know, the baby doll burning and Bojack being born and Hollyhock being born. And I don't know. It's just – it's a lot <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's. I've. Def- yeah, I definitely had to go back and watch that final scene several times. Um, I, I this episode is is nothing if not heavy-handed. Yeah, um, it's uh, what, what if not that? What, what was the most emotionally uh, effective or just uh, the highlight of the episode to you, Sam? Because there are several even before that.
2: Yeah, I think it was just the whole, not not like the montage, but sort of seeing like Beatrice and Butterscotch, you know, getting together and then like accepting their faiths as, you know, people who had unprotected sex, apparently. Um, and, you know, how, you know, in the beginning of their relationship, they were happy and, like, you know, they got married and she was pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But then slowly they sort of just grew to hate each other and how all of the hope and, like, promise that that relationship had just dwindled away. And it, it's sad. It's, like, heartbreaking. I mean, of course, you know, you're not going to find your one true love in a one-night stand, but it's just like, why didn't they get a divorce? Yeah.
3: I'm
1: <laughs>
2: why not. did they just, like, suffer along like that throughout the years and make Bojack suffer along, too? Like, why did this have to happen? I guess it's just, like, the societal roles, and, you know, Beatrice didn't want to have an abortion or give Bojack up for adoption, blah, 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 but I just... It's hard. It's hard to see people just stick themselves in the roles and in the places where society wants them to be. It's hard to accept that, you know, once you do this one action, your life is forever changed for, you know, the rest of it may, may be like 10, 20, 30 years in the future. And it's just, it's hard to watch. It's a hard lesson to feel yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a pleasant episode at all. Um, it's, it's very heavy. Um, the episode definitely addresses the divorce mm-hmm. thing when we see one flashback of her visiting, uh, Bojack, um, after Horse and Round ended. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, it said the explanation is a lot of what you said, but it is really, it is like really hard to watch just, um, them stay in this terrible situation and have it uh, affect Bojack. And, um, but at the same time, we're also given, uh, we're, like we're given reasons to be sympathetic towards Beatrice and we're also given reasons to blame her still for her t- the terrible actions we saw previously on the series. And I think mm-hmm. um, w- I think we do a good job here of um there's like there's no clear cut answer like um she had shit happen to her and it was horrible and like society was incredibly terrible at-, at that time to her. And you can see why she is the way she is, but she still should be better. Um sh- She's had. Every every chance to to be better than that, but it, we still see it. we but we we see the full explanation of why she's just so terrible right now.
1: Yeah, and just to jump off of some of your points, I think like yeah, Bojack. He does ask about, like, why didn't you guys have a divorce? And she just said that thing about how, like, her father knew what real marriage was, which is really awful because of the flashback yeah. they get for that. But, like, why doesn't
2: I, she just give butterscotch a lobotomy? I <laughs> I sure.
0: think the
1: issue is that even though she, like, went to Barnard for college and, like, got a bachelor's, which was, like, oh, like, her father couldn't believe that she had done such a thing, used your brains, bash your hips and your fertility. Like, I think the issue is, even though she, 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 She has like conscious ideas of like, you need things like feminism and social justice. She's still grown up in a society, especially like an upper class society that is very much still ingrained in her. And so I think the idea of having a divorce is just like, it's not something she's willing to do for that reason. It's just like, it's simply not done. And as much as she is very forward thinking in certain ways, like she can't really escape that either, which is part of what really sucks about yeah she she's yeah, she's clearly a product
0: of society at the time that's definitely mm-hmm. heavily established by the by the episode um alex what did you, i either jump in on this uh discussion of like why beatrice the way she is or like what was the most emotionally effective part of the episode to you
3: well, I, I did want to say something about the ending because, like Sam was talking about how like the quick cuts made it hard to breathe. Uh, I personally think that that helps to ramp up the uh, quote-unquote feels of the yeah. sequence. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, while it is a very effective climax to the episode, I'm not sure if this is a hot take, but I think the old Sugarman Place did a better job at the ending Hitting the like the hitting you with the lobotomy and the the final line of why I, why I have half a mind and just that just stops there, and also like the, the line while it is a bit direct like never le- never love anybody like I loved to um, crack like it it's a very direct and line that hits hard. Whereas here, because it jumps all over the place, it, it is certainly effective. But I think I prefer the ending to the old Sugarman place a little better. But because the entire episode was just so focused and uh, as we've mentioned, it, it gives you uh, like a full representation of what Beatrice's life has been like, giving you both the what she did right, what she did wrong, the decisions that, that she took like, because it's just so full and uh, not distracted at all. Unlike the old sugar in place, I think that's where this episode ends up becoming the best of the season just because of how ha- how thorough it is in, in fleshing out.
0: Beatrice's motivations mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I don't agree that the ending is better in, in episode two but they're both incredible I don't know if they we need to get super into comparing them um, but yeah it's it's this episode is so very focused um, that's what makes this one of the best episodes of Bojack where there's no distracting Todd B plot we're just we're very focused on this yeah this Beatrice dementia thing that we're no we're clown dentists yeah well, we'll be... I
1: know it's such a nice break from the clown dentist
0: oh we'll we'll be back to them but um, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> uh oh, it's happening but yeah it's a, uh i i found the ending it's 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 very heavy ended it's very quick cuts it's a lot um it's just so emotionally cathartic the episode is building up to everything that happens in the ending we jump around in so many different times i found it to be perfect um i have no qualms with the ending i think it was incredible um, it's, uh, it's, it's like, it's kind of everything. It's also the culmination of the entire season. Um, you know, uh, it, I, I it's, 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 it's just very effective and very creative, uh, narrative, uh, in, in choosing to do this nonlinear linear in that way. Um, but let's, I want to continue this, uh, like explaining Beatrice why the way she is, um, to a uh, line of discussion. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, you know, summarized as the episode, Explains why she is, but doesn't. You know, she's she's still horrible the entire time. Um, but like we get every reason, you know, why, of what in her past caused this. We, you know, from her her mother being lobotomized to her father being um terrible. Um, yeah, kind
1: of the worst. Yeah,
0: is is uh. It's it's the episodes the most heavy handed part I feel like is uh, Matthew Broderick's lines of uh, just the blatant sexism of the time period, uh, just constant in this episode Uh, and in episode two as well, Um, and uh, just the you know the the also the uh, Bojack's father and how terrible he was. but uh, you know, I mean, wh- one thing this episode and episode two really, really puts together is how uh, Matthew Broderick's really at fault for everything in in uh, in in her life. I would say is one. Um, Thanks,
2: Matthew Broderick. Yeah, uh,
0: he just seems like, horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know, Michelle. What do you think about that in terms of uh, the influences on her life being presented in this episode?
1: Um. Well, I think her her dad he's like a combination of like one being like really really sexist in a way that's like super not helpful um but he also like it's like he takes that as like a reason to like deny his daughter and his wife like humanity of actual people like he he has such strong opinions of what a woman should be that like he's willing to lobotomize his wife and then he like he doesn't feel bad about it for the sake of like, she doesn't really exist as a person anymore. He gets mad at her. Cause she's like, well, why don't you know that our daughter had scarlet fever? That's your job. Like if I'd known this was going to be such a hassle, I wouldn't have even bothered with the lobotomy. Oh and like, you yeah. know, like, when he burned his daughter's doll he he didn't like it didn't register for him at all like what a big deal that was and how much it was upsetting her and those are just two really good examples of like in general how he does not prioritize like their feelings or like their their personhood and like that i think that very much stems from like you know how he perceives women but it's just it's just really not good and i think in a lot of ways like It's hard, it's hard to, like, say, like, oh, like, someone's parent was awful, so that, like, excuses, like, the the child from being, like, awful in similar ways, but I think it definitely contributed a lot to how, like, again, like, it really bothered me that she took um, Henrietta's kid away, but at the same time, like, to her, it made sense, because, like, at least, like, the kid is still gonna be born, and it's not gonna, like, have the same disastrous effects that she, like, assumes bojack is having on her life because she blames him so much but it's just yeah her dad really is kind of the worst
0: is, is for he, those reasons is he too cartoonishly evil
2: Maybe. i mean, he, say, I mean he, it, the setting helps blood. a lot
0: with, with yeah believable
1: yeah, I would agree with that. Like, if it was just in walking around saying that stuff, it's like, oh, okay, wow, but like, how much can we take this seriously? But because, like, it's so much about, like, upper class society in such a very particular time period, I think that helps make it feel more, like, uncomfortable in a way that you can take ser- seriously than just being like, oh, this guy over here, wow, what's his problem, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's he's definitely over the top in the portrayal of this episode. But I feel like the striking thing for me is like that he's probably not that far removed from how men were at that time period.
1: Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah. He's like a hyperbole of something that like actually is. Yeah, and it's like, really not.
0: It's and- not even that much of an exaggeration. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> Which
1: is the other really sad part yeah. about it.
0: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of points here on. Um, on why the, you know, explaining uh, why she is. and i oh, I guess in terms of the Henrietta taking the baby away, I, it's, I I don't think we're supposed to make a moral judgment on that um as as with a lot of the show. To me, that was by far one of the less bad things that she did in the episode or in the series. Like I didn't, you know, i I just understood so much where she was coming from. And it's not like she, particularly force. I mean, she kind of, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's morally questionable, but I don't know. I was, I was not, I was not opposed to to actions on, on this side. And, but then, Mm -hmm. yeah.
3: And uh, I I want to, I I just want to point out like they made, it was interesting that they made the parallel with like, they cut that scene alongside the scene of uh, Joseph Sugarman throwing the baby into the fire. So it it was interesting that they were trying, like at least the way they cut it, they were trying to make a comparison between the two. Because if you look at it from Joseph's side, obviously he, he doesn't care about uh, um, Beatrice's feelings here. But his, his idea is, well, this sickness is on the is on the doll to keep her healthy. I have I have to do this so she can have a better future, so she doesn't die. Mm-hmm. But without consider, obviously, no consideration of feelings goes into mind. And similarly with Beatrice, uh, obviously, like her idea is, in in some sense is like, well, I, this woman's future. She has a future. And I'm not going to let this thing uh, ke- keep her from reaching her potential. But in that line of thinking, you don't totally keep take in mind like what the feelings of the person are. But like you have you have to make those uh, those decisions. Like, do you, are you more interested in the in the future of someone or what they're feeling in the present? And that's always a, a difficult moral dilemma in any situation when you have to face what to do between considering what's now versus what could happen
1: i think that's a really good point and it does kind of like show the comparison of like her picking up this like very cool kind of logic about certain things uh, as a priority over like say feelings is like very apparent in that kind of juxtaposition of the clips. so yeah that is a really good point
2: yeah I, and
3: it's in line with with uh, the old sugarman place right like the lesson that she gets out of all that is just yeah like, having love for something is just gonna
0: end up ruining you, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throwing the baby in the, in the, the, the doll of the baby in the fire. Well, not uh, like kind of objectively not a uh, terrible action in uh, not in consideration for her feelings, very bad. Um, but it's just, you, despite it being such kind of an innocuous action on the surface, you just see the trauma um, like that represented and that caused in her life in the moment. Um, and yeah, it is a great juxtaposition with um, Henrietta in the, the also flashback, but not as distant past. Um so another uh, so as we're, when we're talking about this um this like why Beatrice is the way she is uh type blah, blah and I feel like uh one of the results is that um we spent this and we spent this entire episode trying to give motivation slash sympathy to an inherently unsympathetic figure, um and I found this to be um to it kind of heighten the emotional tone of the episode this there's no heroes here and that's similar to all of bojack you know bojack is uh is an anti-hero. we still root for him though but in this episode who you, you you and you're following her past in the flashbacks but um she's they they maintain her just being so terrible the entire time and this whole situation being so terrible i i, I feel so unattached to everything that happened here and i think that that's um an intentional thing on, on the episodes part. Um, it's potentially, uh, one of the only slight flaws with the episode is I really don't feel emotionally attached to anything that happened to the characters. Um, but, uh, it's, I, I think that's an interesting result of, um, kind of the inherently the subject matter we're getting into with, with Beatrice. Do, what do you think of that, Sam?
2: Wow. You can't relate to an old rich woman. (laughs) Jeez, what's wrong with you? Um, I don't know, I think it is it is pretty interesting how we're made to like feel sympathy and feel like you know bad for Beatrice, despite I guess like her actions and despite you know everything um I don't know as far as feeling detached from it i i I think there are like definitely some moments of like you know humanity and some moments of horse humanity rather <laughs> yes, um. So like, uh, moments of, you know, real connection that like every human being feels, Mm -hmm. you know, panic and stress and anger and frustration of like your lot in life. As far as, you know, specific situations, um, I personally have never been caught in a loveless marriage with a kid that I resented and never had to deal with like my husband's (laughs) affairs. (laughs) No, not at all. I did, I, I did have lice, though, growing up, so I did have, like, a lot of my toys destroyed because
0: lice. Were they dramatically yeah. burned in a fire? No, they were oh. stuffed in trash bags. Okay.
2: Also, I just looked it up. Um, toys don't spread scarlet fever,
0: so that was I completely mean, yeah, pointless. I've, oh, I've, no! I've, this is
2: the Velveteen Rabbit! I, All right, I, yeah, interesting.
0: I, I got that from the episode. It was, like pointless yeah i yeah um, i
2: didn't get that okay. from the episode i was just wondering that the whole time yeah i mean
0: everything everything joseph does is illogical so i think it it feels it, it, like everything is like a relic of the past that doesn't make sense anymore so i feel like that is in conjunction with that
2: well good thing he dies in this episode
0: <laughs> very yeah very very briefly right um yeah yeah
2: and he's balding too how does that happen
0: he's a horse if two seconds
2: shot
0: still yeah, that's a man American. horse so yeah. maybe I, that's why still a man horse okay <laughs> what, are we, are back we back just realizing back. that the show has as animal people is that what's happening um yeah, like Horse Manny. They could have made that joke uh the previous episodes. Anyway.
3: Yeah, because Butterscotch also had his hairline go steadily down throughout
0: the episode.
2: Yeah, this is yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. I don't care about this analysis. Too, but... I okay.
2: <laughs> I care a lot about hair. So, like. This <laughs> is
0: not interesting to me. Okay. Yeah,
3: and ju- ju- just in, in reference to the whole, like, being attached thing, like, at least for me, it, it hit a little bit just because it, it does hit a lot on the idea that your parents expect so much so much Mm -hmm. out of you and may treat you like shit at at times but you never really think well like how did their parents treat them and all because you're taking it personally at the time you 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 don't want to really think about context in in those times so just like uh, thinking about thinking about that like realizing like due to just the totally different environment in which your parents grow up they, they might might have had things much worse happen to them that they may never even tell you. For all we for all we know, all that happened in this episode, who knows how much of it Bojack actually knows. Really? Yeah, that, that, that's I, the I thing that sticks her with me not
1: talking about it for sure. yeah. Almost.
3: yeah so so in, in that sense, I, I, I do connect to it with, with this episode. and also just the fact that like even though she is portrayed as, a, as overall a, a bad person, you see flashes of like what she could have been. Like mm-hmm. for example, in the Corbin Creamerman scenes, you see yeah! that she's like trying, like trying to be friendly, and you can like sort of sense. Well, like if this life had ended up being what she became, would it? Would she have been as awful to Corbin as she was to Butterscotch? Like it's just like there, there are hints of a better person in there that could have broken out in the in the in a the right change of environment but because she went from one bad environment just to, straight to another in San Francisco she just didn't get that oppor- uh, opportunity so but like you can you can feel that Beatrice is a real person and in, in my opinion like one that has the ability to to be good but just wasn't dealt the, the right hand of cards to truly break out of that situation
1: I agree with that a lot and I do think it's important to bring up I don't think Beatrice ever, like, was in love with Butterscotch. I think she just liked that he also hated, like, you know, the same thing she hated, and they kind of, like, bonded over, like, kind of making fun of each other. And there was, like, sexual attraction, but, like, and it's possible, again, like, because her father was pushing her so hard to marry for, like, you know, a financial reason, like, the idea of marrying for love wasn't something that she really saw as a huge option anyway. And it was more appealing to just, like, run away with this guy that would piss off her dad than to do the thing he wants her to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- I think she maybe never knew what love was.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that makes sense given like <laughs> her, her economic status in the time period.
0: I mean, when did, when did she ever experienced love in her life? Right.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too, like with the doll, like you can feel like, Oh, it doesn't make a, it doesn't matter that much, but like, she lost her brother and yeah. her mom. Yeah, and, and that's, to have that, one more thing thrown away that she actually put care into—that's like kind of all she had left. You know, was that doll at that point, point. Wow. and then that gets burned away too. That's like incredibly, like I can see that being very scarring and traumatic for that alone too.
3: Yeah, I think that's where having the old Sugarman place really helps. Like just mm-hmm. to hammer home the idea that. For Beatrice, emotional attachment was just never it never a thing because was from, from the, yeah, it was
1: never rewarded. It was always taken away
3: from the very beginning. It was discouraged, and so because uh, by the time she she's the age of a debutante, that's just not in her DNA at that point. Yeah. So, which is why it becomes so difficult for her to make these decisions.
0: Yeah, I think I think one of uh, going some going back to something Alex said. One of the main effects that this episode has on people is it makes you consider. Uh, the, you know, the, the people in your life and who are maybe not so yeah. great and why they might be that way. Um, that, I think one of the main, uh, kind of maybe emotional or thematic purposes of the episode um, and in, in terms of the BoJack universe, like, it just makes me think, like, this is why she's so terrible. She didn't break out of that. I, I I like I do feel sympathy for her in these in these scenes. And and the show does a good job of showing her as a real person Um, in, in this episode with the with some of these flashback scenes. But it's just so easy to see how she could have broken out of this. Um, and then it's like, this is why BoJack's a terrible person this is why Bojack does the terrible things he does, like killing Sarah Lynn. So it's really Beatrice's fault that Sarah Lynn died. And then it's Beatrice's hmm. dad fault that Sarah Lynn died. It just shows.
2: Okay, calm down. Well, that's, that's, uh, a little... of course that's what
0: you take out that's of it. That's what I take Too out of it. But it, it shows the cause it's no, it's the, this is like the big event of this season directly coming off the big event of last season. It's just like, this is why these shitty things happen with these people. This, ca- this causal effect of shittiness, I think is one of the main themes that's going on here. Um, and it definitely causes you to reflect on, on people in your life and it reflect on these characters. And I mean, that's, this is one of the show's MOs is getting deep into uh, like these depressive emotions. And now we're getting into why, uh, people are depressed and shitty and it's because of their parents were terrible and their parents were terrible. And, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I think, I think that's, does a great job displaying that.
2: I think that the show definitely does like a really good job of I guess playing, like, the devil's advocate to, like, you know, abusive people. Well, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, people are all people. And, you know, everybody goes through their own shit. And, you know, somebody abused somebody else. And, you know, your parents abused you. Blah, blah, blah. It's just a whole cycle. And it definitely humanizes and makes you see, you know, like Dylan and Alex were saying, like, you know, the people in your life as people and not just as, like, figureheads Of, you know, what a mom is supposed to be or what, like, a dad is supposed to be. You know, there are people, too, and they have their own thoughts, feelings, experiences, etc. That being said, I don't think that that's really, like, justification for, like, what has all been going on. I mean, of course, you know, there's the whole psychology of, you know, Beatrice's dad being an asshole and, you know, her never really experiencing what love was and that definitely affecting... Bojack growing up and you know, filling and him having like that whole like void in himself because of that. So yeah, while I think you know that definitely explains it, I don't think it justifies it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something that Todd said last season, I think at the very end, about how, you know, you can't keep blaming like the shitty things that you do on other people and like the shitty things that you do on like how your parents raised you, or because this, that, and the other. And I think that's definitely true. I think people have the capacity to be more self-aware of the city situations that they find themselves in and that they cause for others. I mean, just because, you know, you can recognize, oh, my parents were abusive and that's why I'm that, that doesn't mean you can't change that. You can always be better and you can always like try to break the cycle of pain and suffering that has been brought on to you but you know Bojack's old and you know can't teach an old horse new tricks oh, sometimes oh my God, oh, stop.
3: Oh, but d- definitely <laughs> that that is something to emphasize here that it, there's no single cause to all this all, all of yeah. everything presented in this in, in this episode were contributing factors yeah we, we, we can't pinpoint something and at the, also this episode I think did a good job at showing you that there were Parts of her life where she could have made taken a different decision on her own and changed her situation for the better, but because she takes the wrong decision due to wrong motivations on in her personal sense is why the cycle kept continuing, and continuing. But I, I think that it does a good job for us to remember that that, as Sam said, we can't blame. Are, are wrongdoing entirely on other factors as Bojack has been doing for the past three seasons. There, there are also point, uh, points in our life where we have to take a stand and uh, whether or not we decide to make the right, right decision will determine whether our situation improves or continues down a, 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 a hole.
0: Right, and rather than getting into kind of a holistic moral uh, stance on this, I think it's like what what is the show's perspective on what's happening here? And I think the show is I, the show is simultaneously arguing that here's why Bojack's shitty and here's why Beatriz is shitty, and it's also saying that uh, these people are still to blame. I think it's clearly presented that position that um, Bojack's still a horrible person and um, has so many chances to not be so horrible, and so did Beatriz, and this this episode does as alex said do show these opportunities one in particular for me is once they move to san francisco and we see bojack as a baby and then we like flash to 6 years later and between that time She's just incredibly like abusive to him. And, um, it's like, why, what, wh- why is this? Why did this happen? Like, why are you so terrible to, to him now? Like, how did this all change so fast? And it's like, it's hard not to imagine like you could, that she could have done something differently in, in, in the, that period. That was like the biggest one for me. Um, and at the same time, you also understand the situation that she's in and the, Proceeding circumstances in her life. So I think like clearly, the sh- I think the show does a great job of, um, of presenting uh, these factors for why people are the way they are, and then also showing how they're also responsible for their own actions and capable of breaking out of that cycle. Um, For me personally, like this episode has done the best job out of any media I've seen or even just general like philosophy of like of uh, of explaining the point of of like legitimizing the point of people's. Uh, shittiness can actually be blamed on their past actions. I've like never bought into that. Of or like can actually be blamed on their past circumstances. I've like always been very skeptical of that, and that's in large part due to my perspective and my privileged perspective, to be honest. Um, but it's it's always been a hard concept for me to grasp that like people being shitty to them in the past can is like a justification for them being shitty now. And despite the fact that this show doesn't um argue that that's like final and that they're still responsible for their own actions, I think it just does such a great job of presenting all these factors. And make you really like. I, like I came away like I, I understand like uh, that. That uh, this is a character who was just I thought of as a hundred percent terrible, but to, up to this point, um, I, I I I get it to a certain extent. What do you think of that? Uh-huh. Mich- what do you think of that, Michelle?
1: I don't know. I'm thinking about several things. I, in a in a big way, I feel like Beaches. Like maybe the reason she's so. Like, particularly nasty to Bojack is because, like, sh- for whatever reason, she can't, like, compartmentalize her anger towards her father, which I would assume would be much more, you know, reasonable. Like, especially since she, like, moved across the country and has this new life, um, to kind of be able to step back and be like, wow, like, he kind of really sucked. Like, I don't want to be that person. I don't think she for for many reasons probably she was in a place where she could do that and bojack was a much easier target to kind of be a scapegoat for that which is really not okay um but i think that's really interesting also um i was saying a while before like what her life could have been like if she'd been with
3: oh creamerton um, yeah the Cor- corbin creamerman yeah
1: corbin creamerman and the thing i kind of got out of that was like If, if bad things happen to you, like it makes sense that you might have, you might develop certain tendencies out of just like, you know, especially if you're young and you're developing, like it's very important, the kinds of like system you have in your family, but also um, your proximity to, to toxic or, or healthy people can really facilitate in a large way, like how you end up functioning later on in life too. And it makes me wonder, like, the fact that she ended up with Butterscotch because she was pregnant. And he, like, you know, I don't think either of them thought they were going to see each other after the hookup. Like, he even gave her the wrong, like, phone number to, like, a pizza place for crying out loud. He was very surprised she tracked him down. She looked him up in the phone book. And they decided to run away together kind of on this, like, illusion of, like, this is going to be so great. We're going to do our dreams. But, like, there wasn't really anything substantial there for them to begin with. And to me, it seemed like only a matter of time based on the fact that, like, <laughs> they they weren't really close. And they didn't start off, like, for great reasons. Like, she saw him as a great reason to rebel. But other than that, like, what was there to the relationship that it ended up going so badly? But, like, I don't know if she'd been with the go guy, Like, at least they got <laughs> each other on the level of they both have these parents that want them to do things. And they're both from this, like, upper-class society. And, like, they kind of got each other in that level. And maybe, like, in a way, like, she would have been around somebody who was, like, (laughs) a little more healthy. And maybe it would have affected her decisions later in a positive way just to be around, like, you know, non-toxic people. But we'll never know because that's not what happened. But I think it's worth considering, like, the people you surround yourself with can either, like, enable you to continue deciding it's easier to be bad or to want to, like, you know, grapple with the bad aspects you've picked up and to want to change them yourself.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's a great point at the end. Um, and I was cracking up at the goat guy. And um, I know, yeah, I, know. I don't, th- I don't think the show is making a stance that she should have chose. Um, but no, yeah, I don't think yeah. it is,
1: but I, I think mean, she it, definitely least, thinks
2: she should.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. She kind of does. And I think it's like, it's open enough that you can kind of, decide for yourself what you think about that but that's always like kind of how the show is yeah. i don't think like, i don't think the point there. is that you
0: should have chose corbin corbin, uh, corbin i don't know and um yeah i don't think the point is that you cho- necessarily chose um wrong in him it's more of no uh, no it's, it's, she made it's, the decision for the wrong reason
1: exactly yeah.
0: yeah
1: and like this is just like the fallout of like what those decisions like
0: you know brought to being yeah and that's a great point what you made before this people you surround themselves with that's another big point of this episode one thing you brought up also before is that um she never it's so sad she never even realizes how terrible uh her dad was
1: yeah that's like that's really considerable he's like
0: what it's one of the most evil portrayals of a person i've ever seen in media and she like never even realizes how terrible he is like that that final shot is literally him being the horse devil yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, that like, generation that she is from, and uh, I guess older people sort of romanticize the past, and they don't really focus on what was bad. They focus more on what they consider to be more admirable and more, like...
0: Yeah, she just Pleasant. she just has a fucked up view of like life and him and um like, yeah. it didn't transfer onto like the reasons that she's fucked up are the reasons that she she still views him positively. Like it's one and the same. Like if she like had distance and objectivity and um like learns her lessons from why he was so terrible, but uh then like it, things might have been different. Like I think that's all kind of connected here.
2: Yeah, for I sure. I think like- also the resentment for like Butterscotch, like, you know, keeping his cannery whatever job for a while mm-hmm. i think that was also like a contributing factor because she was suddenly poor yeah
1: she, and was, so used she was trying to lifestyle
2: yeah and so she was trying to like cling on to like anything that gave her comfort in that point and that was like you know the like rich well not like obviously but you know the richly like, childhood she had with like all the privilege and the wealth and the maids nannies whatever etc um and of course, like her father was a big part of that. And eventually her father does employ butterscotch. So, you know, there are there are like, quote unquote, good things about her dad that she does see. But I don't know. It's just it's fucked up, man.
0: It's fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it yeah, it's, it's fucked too much, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any. Yeah. I want to get to the other kind of highlight moments of this episode. Alex, any Alex, Sam, any closing thoughts in this discussion?
3: Nah. Okay. Uh, yeah, just just the idea, that, like it because be- just the title of being her father, that that may be enough for for her as that she's the as he's the only family figure really left in in yeah, her life for a has, long yeah, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so j- just just by default, uh, he ends up being the one that she clings to for all that time, and it, it's also maybe a reflection of just the the coldness that she's inherited o- o- over over her childhood. Like she may interpret all this as unconditional, a uh, quote-unquote love, but behind behind the the help that uh, Joseph Forsman gives her is not really motivated by love, but rather by selfish reasons. But because she is has developed such a cold form of thinking, she can only process the results and not really what's behind it all. And so that just all contributes to how she interprets her relationship with her father.
0: Yeah. Um... It's definitely, and there's there's so much more we can get into with all with all of this. Um, I want to make sure we not do, go, not go too long here and get into some other quick things here. Um,
2: yeah, we've only been talking about it for like forty minutes. I
0: know, and it's it doesn't even it's like it feels like it, it feels like just a uh, service level view of this discussion. Honestly, um, I feel like there's there's so much more to get into on this. Um, one one perspective, I think this episode takes up that's not immediately. Um, I guess apparent when you look back on it is um, I think this is um, one of the most interesting feminist portrayals of kind of the past, uh, like of uh, like a hundred years ago, past hundred years, like uh, U.S. Um, and just the conditions that uh, women faced in. In, in this, I think it's just a whole uh, an incredibly feministic portrayal here with um, everything uh, blatantly sexist that uh, Beatrice's dad says to like the conditions um, that Beatrice faces and like these decisions of like keeping babies and stuff. And um, yeah, it just it just it very much stood out to me uh, how the, this feminist perspective of the episode.
3: Mm. Although I, I did find it interesting that uh, when it comes down to her being with Butterscotch, she ends up taking the role of the classic housewife, but maybe that's uh, also like in response to just keeping up the the lifestyle
0: that she's accustomed yeah. to. I mean, I think it's part of the internalizing right. all that. She was right, it's, rep- it, surrounded by it's part of the portrayal. She's not seen. She's not presented Beatrice isn't presented as like a feminist figure in this. It's more of like the oppression uh, that uh, she'd face that caused her to take these uh, fall into these sexist uh, roles in society. Um, yeah.
3: Right. Right. And also, like, it's an interesting uh, uh, exchange when she comes back from college and she mentions like this more knowledge that she's obtained about like civil rights history and all. And uh, Joseph just brushes it off. And it seems that after that moment, she kind of just lets that go. But because like immediately she's just shut down on
0: supposedly like being knowledgeable about these things. Mm. um go, uh, quickly continuing the quick hits here going through other moments in the episode i feel like it was particularly striking in the beginning when we see uh it's bojack and beatrice talking in the car and then um we finally see from her perspective that uh yes bojack actually like is being seen as uh, henrietta with like the scribbled out why
2: face. What is because it about Project that is Henrietta? Well, it's
0: all it's because all explained in the she, episode.
1: Yeah. She she yeah she keeps seeing Hollyhock, and so I think the proximity of Hollyhock like oh well like who's the
2: person oh it must be the mom of Hollyhock so it must be I Henrietta guess. that's what there's, I there's think there's no about like substantial
0: it. logical connection it's kind of I'm
2: surprised that she remembers the face of this baby that she saw like what, 18 years ago I, mean, I don't point. think she's
0: connecting it directly in her head it's more just reminiscent of um yeah. But uh, that, that was a particularly striking visual. Like in the context of the season, we've just been seeing her call uh, Bojack Henrietta for a song, And then we it's like you, you kind of like Bojack kind of convinces you that maybe she's like faking it to a certain extent. And then you just see um, her perspective on it. Um, and that that's just particularly striking. And then later, just seeing Henrietta as the maid um, and like finally figuring out who this figure is in her life that uh, had such an impact on her that caused her to see Bojack as her. Um, that painting is fucking ugly, though. <laughs> TBH. Anti painting, okay. and
2: I and I can't really believe that a guy like uh, what's his what's his face dad Joseph would have a painting like that in his home. It's mm-hmm. too modern.
0: For, fortunately, it was destroyed in the first Sarah Lynn episode, so
2: that's nah. nice. R-P.
0: Ooh, yeah, I didn't connect that, but yeah, it's I uh, just it's the vid- and like visually the transitions um, when. Uh, it's like these interconnected memories. There's a few transitions that really work, and then there's this one point where we see, um, where we like see her confuse butterscotch for BoJack, um, like when they're at her party. Um, th- these are all like uh, really, really successful narrative intertwining moments for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Michelle, what other and other random things from the episode that stood out to you that we haven't touched on?
1: I liked the. <laughs> Like, the jumping the hurdles at the debutante thing. That was actually pretty oh funny God. to me. <laughs> it
0: was a weird <laughs> introduction. She's still a horse.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: okay hi, okay this isn't that important but i always find these moments jarring like i accepted your premise that animal people exist why are we like uh <laughs> why are we lampshading that now it's
2: it's the it's just supposed to be funny to us Dylan. i know
0: it's it's, an, <laughs> it, it, it's possible it was a little tick, it's, The tone. maybe of this it's an alternate
2: so earth where like you know humans just genetically modified animals to be like humans okay no but they oh, also, brought up like all the animal tropes. Okay, okay.
0: yes, I yes, but not now. <laughs> that theory. <laughs> uh,
2: also, <laughs> as we've seen in the past,
0: BoJack is incapable
3: of dancing very well. So maybe they've decided that their version of dancing is this.
0: It's like horse dancing, like at the Olympics. yeah, That's
3: that's the thing okay. they're best okay. at. When they try dancing like humans in public, they get embarrassed, as BoJack has been several times. Yeah. Sam, moments from the episode we even talked about.
2: Um, okay. For some weird reason, all the animals' last names are men, horsemen, sugarmen, creamermen. What's that about?
1: It's a good question.
2: Mm. I,
3: I, f- I feel like that's just a, a last name trend that was existing in human history as well. So I True. think they're just applying that.
2: I think they're just having a laugh, like, ha-ha, huh, these are all animal people. Huh. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe <laughs> Alex, stuff that stood out um, to you that we talked about.
2: Um, uh, well,
3: it, it's been a theme in in this season, but also they they touch a little bit more on uh, uh, Beatrice's obsession with weight. Like from mm-hmm. the, the very beginning, you have yeah, the the kids making fun of her for being supposedly fat. Uh, also later in the Bojack flashback, uh, first uh, she imagines Bojack's refrigerator filled with lemon lemons and sugar, which was something referred to in the old Sugarman place as something that. She should be consuming to save weight. And I I think also in Joseph uh, Joseph uh, refers to that when she, she's putting on her corset. Yeah. So it's, just, it's an interesting thing that we're continuing of her obsession with that and maybe how that influenced what she did to Hollyhock in the uh, last episode.
2: That's so fucked up that, like, you know, women's weight is just fucking... The end all
0: be all of the worth of a woman. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of this feminist lens that this per- this episode has, and just such a like uh, 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 substantial portrayal of of these factors. Um, I, I also I also really liked in this episode uh, the uh, Cle- Miss Climelia Bloods Bloodsworth, the fancy talking swan. Um oh I hate her. Eh, fuck, nah, fuck, nah. her fuck that girl. That was, uh, considering how little screen time she Whoa. had, that was like an elaborate character design, I feel like, with the with her language.
2: Why I say. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. anyway. Okay, so um here's uh Michelle, where does Time Zero rank in the Pantheon of overall Bojack Horseman episodes for you?
1: Um uh, top five. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Sam. I
1: do not think it's my number one choice, but it's definitely. What's your number one choice? I don't know how to rewatch the entire. So show. how <laughs> are
0: you so confident it's not your number one choice if if, if uh, you don't know your number one choice?
1: People have preferences for. I mean, it's it's just like it's a tough, complicated episode, but that's not going to necessarily make it my number one for those reasons alone. Okay. You
2: know. Okay.
1: So
0: yeah. Um. Actually, Sam already said in the beginning. Alex, what's uh, what's?
2: Okay. Well, I want to say <laughs> the game. Well, I'll come, back to you. You. Yeah, I'll no, come no, back to let, you. I'll come back to that. Her go okay, first, Sam. Let her go yeah. For Ah, damn. Dylan. I was going to go back
0: to after Alex. But yes, you think it's the best do you think it's the best episode of the series? No. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, you,
2: I uh, think it's the second best episode of the series. Yes.
0: Why? Why so high?
2: Downrunning is still the best why one. Why so high? What why so high on this yeah. episode? Cuz it is great and it breaks from all of the usual BoJack tropes that we're accustomed to and it just takes us into a different headspace that we're used to. It, it 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 goes there like Degrassi. The mm. mm. Yeah, Degrassi reference.
3: <laughs> but that is not a reference. I was expecting on this. I like it. <laughs> I
0: liked it Alex, what do you think? Uh, where does it rank on the Pantheon apps?
3: Also top five. Uh, I I think the four the four episode eleven podcast uh, four episodes elevens are like top four, and I'd say of them. This one ends up being number four. Like I, I still prefer Downer Ending, Escape from LA, that's too much, man. But this is uh, being number four out of those episodes is not a knock by any means. This is a, a, a an amazing episode, very visually interesting to watch, and definitely better than like all the surrounding episodes of the season by far.
0: Yeah, what a vanilla
2: vine- no, a, clown Dennis Okay,
0: come Scott. on. S- yeah. Save it for next She's save it for next What anymore. a vanilla opinion the four episode elevens are one through four.
3: Yeah, you boo-hoo. must think all the second <laughs> last. We, we,
0: we all we all know it.
2: All- <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. You must think all not. the
0: second last Game of Thrones episodes just are the best
2: Prickly Mufflin is your favorite yeah. episode. nope, not anymore. Nemo- okay, not enough. anymore. I'll yeah, t- I'll take
0: thoughts to answer. This is the best episode of BoJack. Um, here's why. Basically, BoJack for me, the worst part of BoJack is when it feels sitcommy to me. When I feel like there's just these plot elements for the sake of having like plot progression and these characters I don't care about and um just these nonsense plot lines. And that's when I'm the most turned off from BoJack. Is the more sitcommy it feels. This is the least sitcommy episode of BoJack, so I think it's the best one. This has none of the t- none of the problematic elements of the show, but a lot of these other episodes that are also great do have these problematic elements. As great as like episodes like Downer Ending and and ones like this. With every almost every episode, with the exception of That's Too Much Man, maybe Prickly Muffin, which also doesn't have a terrible B plot. Um, it's it's it, this is consistent, focused um, on this. Uh, Beatrice's dimension backstory that's the it's I think this is pretty consistent with my every other opinion I have consistent focused um uh, all within one episode um and it's just so incredibly narratively interesting that I think it's a it's a pretty clear number one to me I would say um I think it it achieves um similarly high levels to other great episodes of the show while not sacrificing an ounce of consistency
3: yeah and I I will say this is of the episodes, 11s, I, I think this what this is the least it's been tempted to throw in gags. B- besides the horse jumping gag, I can't really think of a time where it like strayed. Yeah. Whereas like the previous ep- episode, 11s, you have like uh, down or ending, you have the setup of this being a, a drug trip, and you have like the. Um, Sarah Lynn and Todd going crazy. Escape from LA, you have like Kyle and the kids. Eh, yeah, those are, yeah. And that's too much, man. You have Sarah Lynn hijinks. So, like, but in, in all those, while well, you have a serious plot line, but you're wrapping it in the BoJack humor, which I personally prefer. But if you, you want a t- totally focused story, just serious drama then i would
0: agree that this is the best in achieving that goal yeah it's it's definitely like even if you don't place the same emphasis as i do like clearly this is like the most focused we've been on these these heavy episodes yeah there's just uh, they always have these nonsense happening and i do think that's too much man the nonsense was part of the dramatics it's like that like i think that previously was the high in consistency of the show Um, But this has gone to another level. And I think if you just it depends on what you want from Bojack. I'm not saying I don't want the hijinks as well. I think there's different elements of what makes the show great. Um, But uh, there's no like there's no negatives to subtract here for me anyway. Um, Yeah. And I I mean, I think it's it's one of the best TV episodes of the year in contention for best animation episode. Really, really hard to choose between this and uh, Tales from the Citadel from Rick and Morty. Two such excellent episodes.
2: I don't know what the
0: fuck that is, but sure. Yeah, just got to gotta watch it, yeah, just, without having no, seen I any don't. else of Rick and Morty, yeah. Um, nope,
2: Bo- I'm a BoJack stan, Dylan, I'm sorry. BoJack stan. Yeah, look, you, you know how Butterscotch has the same
3: voice as BoJack? Like, imagine an episode of BoJack <laughs> where all the characters were voiced by
0: BoJack. Can imagine we get that. just a Will Arnett solo episode of BoJack? Can we do that? Yeah, like a being
3: John Malkovich parody. I want that.
2: <laughs> I'd like I'm that. Not, I'm not sure I do want that. <laughs> I like his voice better than what's his face, Justin Rollins. Uh
0: I mean, Warnett is a great voice, so. um, There you go. So there's our discussion on Time Zero. We didn't mention the beginning, but Jack Renewed for season five. Um, finally. I don't.
2: Ooh. I, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. Hey.
0: Um. So we'll be hopefully.
2: So we're we're gonna find out what happens next. Yeah. I
0: mean, we'll see the finale. Beatrice's probably that.
2: gonna die. Probably.
3: She can't live forever.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, they, she was given a time. She was given X months to live, right? And so
3: no. Uh, a, a question here since we end on this like positive note of bojack like you know trying to make her feel better do we think he's going to put in the effort
0: to move her to a better home? no i think i think no. they would have showed that. no it just doesn't <laughs> he's,
2: happen he's still an asshole yeah oh, and they okay, yeah. okay. already paid for the room
0: yeah and i'm oh by that and i mentioned the uh, with the spoiler warning in the beginning we also see the origins of uh, hollyhock here and i and um i will say i have seen the finale so i know it's it's confirmed there but um it's I, I I got the impression from this episode that that was Hollyhock, so I think yeah. that that was the reveal in this episode.
2: And there's hashtag foreshadowing of ButterScotch being like flirting with the girls, like oh my mom also had a diamond, and oh my mom had hair like that. And what does Hollyhock have?
0: Yeah,
2: a diamond and hair yeah, so like we, that. So we finally
0: get the, yeah. the ButterScotch real, uh, does and, not
2: have a diamond. B-t- and, B-t- B-t- BTW okay.
0: Yes, Alex.
3: Oh, just also like it's when they were in the episode where they were fighting over the baby and BoJack throws it out the window or something. Like uh, she lets out the line, "Like Henrietta, you wasted my husband's jism" or something like that. So like it's a nice oh, yeah. tie here. Yeah. Because yeah. At, at the yeah. time it was a, it was a weird line, and BoJack is like, "Oh, ha you do remember me,"
0: because she thinks he's talking about him, but it's actually Holly, holly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They fucked
0: yeah, this okay, uh, they they uh, yeah, this 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 explains so much from the season, yeah, i'd I'd make the case that um saving a ton of reveals for this is more of a season long discussion, but saving so many reveals and reasons for features as actions, I feel like it maybe weakens previous episodes, but builds up this episode, um, which is an interesting choice,
2: yeah, I, I always like rewatching episodes after like a big reveal happens so that I can figure out what all mm-hmm. the clues were. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that part's nice. But I, I think I agree. We, we've talked on previous podcasts about pacing being an issue in this entire season. Mm-hmm. And I think while this episode was amazing, but it, it shows you just like what, what the pacing has done to the season where like we have three episodes of meh and then you get this big boom. And so it just it it doesn't feel as balanced as
0: previous. Seasons, I, th- I think I the say. season sacrifices a lot to achieve the brilliance of Old Sugarman Place and Time's Arrow. Right, right. Which I think ultimately results in it being not as good as the previous season. We'll get into that next episode. Okay. Um, So uh, that is, uh, that's it for our discussion on Times Era. Let us know your thoughts on anything we discussed here. Comments, YouTube comments. uh any is time
2: as linear as we think it is or is it just you know, a big scatter comment
0: on that um but <laughs> yes you, you can comment if you want so, um you can find everything at overlyanimated.com subscribe to us overly animated bojack horseman while we're finale podcast coming up soon the journey is almost finished um join us on discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com discord we have a BoJack channel um and support us via patreon at patreon.com overlyanimated animated thank you very much to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast andy aka buzz like here and thanks to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex and andy um check out our OverlyAnimated.com. look for our finale po- bojack podcast and for uh, everything else that we are covering including rick and morty which bojack fans like sam should check out so um Call no, out. So no, thanks right. for listening, guys.
2: Don't call me out like we that. Will call Don't me out.
0: We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye.